It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Here's the scenario. You've been injured in a serious accident. The doctor says your recovery could take months, maybe even years, yet your insurance company is denying your claim every step of the way. If something like this happens to you, call me, Brian Goldfinger of Goldfinger Personal Injury Law. We have offices in Toronto, London, Peterborough, and now Kitchener-Waterloo. Visit goldfingerlaw.com and get us working for you. I'll be. That's pretty damn good. The Raptors defeat the San Antonio Spurs 119 to 104. This is the Raptors Reaction Podcast. I'm Samson Folk talking to you about the game that presumably you probably just saw. But if you're tuning in to learn about what happened without seeing it, then I guess, you know, strap in. So the Raptors, they beat the Spurs and they did so in a very important game because otherwise they would have been marked down in history as the team to allow. Greg Popovich to become the most winningest, the yeah most winningest. That sounds stupid to me. I don't know if that doesn't sound right, but he, he's the most winningest coach of all time. If he wins tonight, he doesn't, so <laughs> so he isn't. And it's important not to not to have that happen. But also, it's it's more important that the Raptors are just able to win. They've been losing a lot lately. They had lost three in a row coming into this. I guess they've now beaten the Spurs in three games in a row for the first time. In franchise history, if I'm remembering that correctly, that's pretty unique. Also speaks to how dominant the Spurs were for such a long time. And now that the Raptors are finally better than them, and in a super meaningful way, uh, you know, we get some wins. Three in a row. This game was awesome for a few different reasons. Fred Van Vliet came back. Pascal got a way bigger break as far as what he had to create and how much attention he was getting. So there was a little bit of flourish there. But honestly, two young guys really spurred on what made this game special, for me anyway. And that was largely Scotty Barnes and Precious Achua. Scotty is a huge person. And the Raptors, they, they have all the like-sized guys. And I think that probably makes it seem like Scotty Barnes is smaller than he is. But Scotty's huge. And especially when a team like the Spurs, who they play a lot of wings. They have Pirtle in the middle. Yes, they have DeJounte Murray at, at the one. They play guys like Lonnie Walker, sure, but they play a lot of wings. And he was so much bigger than anybody that they put on him. And they left him in single coverage. And they were, you know, they threw, I think, three doubles at him over the course of the game. That's not a lot, especially for going eight for 12 from the field, scoring 20 points. He just dominated, man. He took smaller players into the post got to comfortable positions, and made plays. There was, I think, one or two that came over, like Zach Collins or Jakob Pertl, but mostly this is a guy who took smaller players and dominated them. I think that's a really cool feature of his game, 
That's been something that has been documented by those who have been paying attention is that this guy is actually, you know, a really good isolation player given how he's come into the league. Now, you listen to Leo Routens before the broadcast and he says, don't let him isolate. He can't isolate. Give him straight post-ups. And that's just wrong. So don't listen to Leo on that, okay? I, please, trust me on that. But, you know, you can also give Scotty Garns Scotty Barnes a post up and the Raptors were deliberate in doing so. And that's something that Leo accurately hit on is, you know, if, if the Spurs are going to try and get away with a guy like DeJounte Murray on a cross match, or even a guy like Devin Vassell, these guys are way too small to hang with him. Josh Richardson too. And if they're going to be in single coverage, Scotty's going to dominate. And he did four or four from the free throw line, eight, 12 from the field. Not not a big night on assists or anything like that, but it wasn't really for anybody on the Raptors. The Raptors only tallied 12 assists in this game. And that's because this is one of the features of their offense is Fred was getting pick and rolls and he, he scored 26. He got to the line 10 times, 10 free throw attempts. And Pascal, so Pascal, Scotty, and Fred all did quite a bit of damage in isolation or with a screen. Basically, they, they weren't getting passed into advantage. They were creating their own a lot of the time. And they were able to dismantle the Spurs just on the strength of their own offense. The guy who did the most attacking off of advantage, I would say probably, was Precious Achua. And he was really efficient uh, in his own way, I should say. Because this is a guy who was sitting at like 39% true shooting or between 39 and 45% true shooting for way too long as a big man. And for him to go 45% from the field in this game, three of five from downtown, and he was a plus 16, which would have led the team if Fred wasn't a plus 19. A Precious punched in really, really well. I, he was he had a bunch of fouls. I think he played three minutes and had three fouls. It was kind of absurd. And one was actually, I thought, not a foul at all. It was just really incredible defense on the likes of DeJounte Murray because he's capable of doing that, and we would see him get some really good defensive um, extended looks against Keldon Johnson, for example, taking bumps, giving good contests at the rim and all that. But he couldn't stay on the floor in the first half because of that foul trouble, which typically isn't really a problem for him. And so what we got was a lot of Kem Birch. And the Spurs, really, the only thing that was keeping them in this game, it wasn't their defense, it wasn't their shooting, it was the fact that they were hitting everything inside the paint. And I think a lot of that, and we've seen this over quite a few games, you know, Kem played better in some stretches than Precious, but they're few and far between over this season, and especially defensively. And Kem, I think, is very, very susceptible to rim runs right now. He's very weak at the rim, and he doesn't provide much stopping power there. And that's what kept the Spurs in this game for a long time. Kem had the misfortune of his tooth went into DeJounte Murray's forehead. DeJounte had to leave for stitches, I think. And Kim had to leave because his tooth was gone. And then so Precious punched in. And obviously the Raptors made their big run afterwards. That was really nice to see. But as far as offense, yeah, the Raptors had like a couple stretches where they gave up 8-0 runs. But for the most part, they were able to score this game. And it was largely built off of Pascal, Fred, and Scotty doing their thing. And then in the second half, Precious was able to add like a little bit of punch. Thaddeus Young, Delano Banton coming in where they could. You know, Thad hit a, a three after some really nice passing play from the Raptors. Banton with, you know, a really nice layup after, and a dunk actually after, you know, jumping a passing lane a la OG Ananobi. 
And for the most part, the Raptors kind of cruised offensively in this one. It was really nice to see. They they got to run a lot more actions against man defense. And when they went against zone, uh, they got to go to the middle a lot more often because the, you know, the Spurs were stretched out more than teams have been typically over these past however many games because uh, obviously the Raptors have Fred and Gary, you know, while 5 of 13 is nothing to write home about, uh, 2 of 8 is nothing, great from 3. He's still a shooter. He still has gravity in that way, provides spacing. So the Raptors had a little bit better of opportunity. Oh, yeah, and I guess for those people who want to learn about the Raptors zone, uh, you can just go to my Twitter and you'll probably find it. But if not, go to Yahoo Sports Canada's YouTube channel. And I did like a six-minute breakdown video with diagrams and, you know, with correlating video on how the Raptors attack the zone, why it hasn't been working lately and all that kind of stuff, if you're interested in that sort of thing. But, man, the Raptors, I just, a really simple, clean-cut game where once they figured out the defense in the second half and they're able to kind of, you know, Keldon Johnson, Yaka Pirtle, guys like that, especially considering Keldon had 27 points and he was only three of nine from three. He was doing most of this getting downhill and, Keldon is like there's TNT in the bottom of his shoes. Like he launches at the rim. He has incredible body control. He's such a fun finisher. And that type of chaos is was not being met with the, you know, equally opposing or equally powerful force at the rim at all for the first, I guess, uh, you know, like 29 minutes of, of game time. But in the last 18 or so, I think that you could really feel it, that there was a bit more resistance at the rim and the Raptors, they they were fighting harder in the paint. And that was really, that was fantastic for the team and helped them pull away in this one. It, it was super enjoyable. And then DeJounte Murray, like giving you 25 and 12, one rebound shy of a triple double. That's something he does quite often. But the way he did in this game, I think especially with a guy like Fred hounding him and hounding, DeJounte has a higher dribble. Like, he, he's a bigger guy at the guard spot, and he's got those long arms. And, you know, I think he did a good job to skirt Fred most of the game and to try and work himself into spots. But this is the fun thing about basketball is that Fred was getting him into spots that he was pretty comfortable with. DeJounte was getting into those spots and feeling pretty comfortable. And it was just like, this is a player who works in the areas that the Raptors are like, okay, I guess we're giving this to you. Although the assists are probably, you know, a bit of a recognition of them being a little bit more compromised than they wanted to be against him. But overall, 104 points isn't a ton of points to be scored against in the NBA, and especially considering that, you know, they definitely cracked down in the second half. They only allowed 43. That was really nice to see. 23 in the third and 20 in the fourth. That's that's that length that really helped and a bit more concentrated rim protection. And I do think Precious adds just a ton in that way. And going with a little bit of those bigger lineups is is helpful too with Banton stepping in and kind of being a hawk above the break and making sure that guys like DeJounte Murray don't just get a running lane into the paint. There's a bit more pressure. And it, it was pretty cool to see the, the defense start to lock up and round into form. The Spurs aren't an incredible team by any means, but the Raptors, they did a lot of good things tonight and were accredited with a win, obviously. But it's really nice to see Fred back in, 26 points, only two assists. But I, th- I think that was a representation of how the Spurs were playing them defensively. As I said at the top, and I guess a little bit in the middle, the Spurs weren't super eager to overhelp. And if they were, it was probably going to be on Pascal Siakam. And Siakam, I think he made great decisions. Like, I think he ended up with, you know, three assists. It's not a huge assist night, but... He found guys when they were open, when he received too much attention, he he put the ball out and let somebody else work. 
he, he particularly, especially down the stretch, he worked really hard to try and clear out the side for Scotty Barnes on numerous occasions, just orchestrating the offense and trying to get it to a guy who was hot. And Scotty took the ball and scored it. The Raptors knew where their advantages were. And just because it didn't look like, you know, tremendous team play all night doesn't mean there wasn't a cohesive plan from top to bottom. And I think Fred and Pascal did a really good job of organizing it. And particularly in the second half, Scotty did just a, an awesome job of exhibiting his force against smaller players. So that was a really fun wrinkle of this game and something I enjoyed immensely. But the Raptors, I mean, this was a tidy little win. No problem whatsoever in this game. And yeah, hell yeah for them. Reggie M's award, Scotty Barnes, without question. He worked really hard in this game. And I think that, you know, he's definitely been a below average defender this year, but he can swing wildly in either direction. He's had some games this year where he's been the best defender on the floor. And that's a floor that shares all the def- all defense talent. Like OG Ananobi and Pascal Siakam and Fred Van Vliet, none of them have been selected. All of them have been talked about ad nauseum for these positions. And they're also part of one of the weirdest teams that received no selections. That 2019-20 team where the Raptors just had this incredible defense and had no representation on any of the ballots or anything like that. That's that's fine, but it's just that the, there's these caliber of players, obviously. And on top of that, what you do get is Scotty Barnes, who is learning the NBA game, the spacing of it, how long rotations are from what point on the floor, the timing, all that kind of stuff. And yeah, he's, he's doing his thing. Uh, underwhelming on that end, for sure, but overwhelming on offense, more, more nights than not. And if you had asked... Probably, you know, the coaching staff, which they'd want, they'd probably say defense. But if you ask fans what they want to see, you know, offense. And I think there are some players in the league who come along a little bit later defensively. Actually, there's a lot of them. And so I still hold out hope for Scotty Barnes. But all this surprise is, you know, showing this offensive acumen. The fact that he could be the spearhead of an offensive attack that was disciplined and methodical and really potent against the Spurs is fantastic. So, uh, yeah, but defensively, I didn't think he was bad tonight. I didn't think this was one of his below average games, which there are many, but I think he did his thing in this game. So I thought that was awesome. Really fun win. Um, just a nice, easy watch. There wasn't too much going on as far as like what the Raptors are running out there. It was pretty pared down. It was pretty simplistic and just trying to recognize advantage when they saw it and then taking it there. So yeah, top quick reaction comment is from Raps Forever. Quote, good win. Can't wait to have OG back and get more wins. End quote. Yeah, OG Ananobi. Damn good player. I, I can't wait to watch him again. He's he's one of my favorite players to watch in the NBA. I think that he's a, a very unique presence in the league. And I think that he is, you know, one of the most interesting off-court personalities, especially since he's been able to hold down an ongoing bit for years and years. And rarely ever lets it go and you know that that's a really fun wrinkle for a player to kind of do and you know on the court he's just a tremendous defender he's a great shooter who has underwhelmed a little bit with his pull-up shot this year but for the most part has discovered the post as you know a viable option for him to create offensively and whether that's now or in the future that will always be in his game it's not requiring a ton of growth he he can pass out of it he can score out of it and it doesn't require you know superb shot making from him and uh yeah I think I think he's had you know he's underwhelmed in some parts this year and certainly the optics of fans have been like oh he's not 
you know, giving you 22 in all NBA defense. He's not an all-star. Where's the leap? Uh, the leap has been coming in incremental ways. So, yeah, I, I'm with you, Raps, forever. I'm really excited to get him back in the lineup. He's such a good player, and he can only help. So, yeah, thanks for writing in. Listener, thanks for listening in, whether you got into it in the morning or at night. Have a blessed day, and goodbye.